Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers, welcome back to The Witcher Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with Toasty, as usual. And Toasty, we're talking about a, uh, a sorceress. We're talking about a magic lady today. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I like I like the magic ladies in The Witcher. They're all really cool and interesting in their own ways. Yeah. Yeah. So today we're talking about, uh, what's it say? Felipe Isolhurt. Oh, gosh. That's not, I read that wrong, didn't I? No, it's, yes, you did read that wrong. <laughs> Wouldn't that be ridiculous if there was a character named Felipe? in the witcher that would be very interesting i think <laughs> totally totally new vibe <laughs> totally different vibe very polish although i suppose if it was translated i'm sure these works are translated to spanish i bet some of their names are things like you know pretty typical spanish fair but normally yeah normally we don't hear <laughs> spanish sounding names in the witcher because it's polish uh philippa eilhart is is the character we talked a little bit about her last time and uh, mm-hmm. so uh, she has a variety of different uh, names that mm. she, people have called her. Yeah. So we got Phil, which is kind of like her, uh, I think Dijkstra's nickname for her. Uh, Philippa Alhard, which I think is just a pronunciation. <laughs> uh, Poppy, uh, when uh, she was, uh, what's his face's pet owl. Uh, Jewel in the Court of Tritagor, um, in the words of Dandelion, Lady Owl, Lady uh, Owl. <laughs> Sorceress of Tritagor, um, and she also bore the titles of a Lady of Monte Calvo and Martyr Saint. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So there will be some spoilers here about yep. what happens with her during her uh, her lifetime. Yeah. Uh, so yeah it's okay it probably won't ruin anything to do with her in season three of the witcher because they're probably not going to stick to any of this (laughs) yeah well i guess that is that's kind of a benefit for our show in that we really don't have to worry about spoilers moving forward for the tv series because they're going to deviate so strongly from the other work they're really only spoilers if you plan to read the books or if you plan to uh, play the games but even then uh, it's really I don't know if they're still worth reading and playing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So we're just not going to spoil anything for the TV show. All right. Yep. All right. So what does she look uh, like? Uh, so she is a Redanian uh, female human with dark hair. Um, and depending on the source, um, either has black eyes in like her canonical description, uh, like in the books or yellow brown eyes um in the games uh that end up being gouged out later mm-hmm. um, yeah we see her with this like uh bandage over her face a lot mm-hmm. yeah uh she often uses cinnamon and muskroot perfume into formal events or a dress aligned with diamonds and ermine fur that's what I, I that's what i dress up like too when i go to formal events i'm sure you look lovely whenever you do that um i am the talk of the the night every time it's a good way of putting it uh, <laughs> yep uh, she also wore crimson colored lipstick ah so she's going for that like 80s like bright red lipstick kind of fashion thing 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it was like a uh, description. I know for, uh, we haven't seen much of her in the show. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, they did use a, uh, I think it was a black actress for her. Um, if I'm correct, you know what? I don't hear yeah, for like a partial second. Yeah. It was <laughs> so fast. Like a second. Uh, yeah, she was, she was on screen so fast that, um, okay. So yes, she looks, uh, it, yeah. So she's got the, oh yeah, she, I remember this now. She has the, the like white gown with like the bird feathers on her shoulders. Um, but she looks like she's either, she, she's either black or she has like mixed, uh, mm-hmm. some sort of mixed culture thing going on. We'll have to look into this. Um, but yes, she's, she's Cassie um, Claire. Uh, we're doing it. We're fine. doing it. Yes, we're live. Doing, I'm Googling it while you're describing. So might as well, you know? Yeah. So we're, we're doing this live. Claire. And um, so there you go. So, so that's cool. London actress. Black eyes that's, in the TV series. Then she, she has dark eyes in the TV series and the books, but she had uh, these like yellow brown eyes in the game. Mm-hmm. Which again, Although they change the eyes in the game don't sometimes. See that? So to be fair, <laughs> yeah, uh, can't have to do some more to find out about her. But yeah, uh, just IMDb page, IMDb page is just a, a, I guess a British actress. So mm. yeah. That's uh, cool. So as for her uh, history, um, she's pretty involved, especially in like the Redanian stuff, as we heard last week. Um, in 1263, during the First Northern War, she traveled with the Brotherhood of Sorcerers to Lower Sodden and fought in the Battle of Sodden Hill uh, against the Nilfgaardian army. So she was also involved in that, mm-hmm. um, which uh, I don't know if that holds true to the show as well. Because I don't like, think we, so. I don't think we like, saw her. Uh, granted, we didn't see a good chunk. We only saw really the ones that we like the important ones right right um but i don't know if that meant that she was there and just a, in the background because they didn't want to like they didn't have a casting for her yet or what but right. i have a hint hunch that she wasn't involved in that um or maybe was involved like when the rest of the army showed up or something i don't know that's true she may have come with the northern military and not been there with the mages who were there first so um yeah. that could be a thing um Moving on to 1267, um, as the advisor to Vitzimith II, she has strong relations with Sig- Sigismund Dijkstra. Siggy. Uh, and was, yeah, Siggy Reuven, uh, <laughs> and was present at his meeting with Dandelion in Oxenfurt discussing the location of Geralt of Rivia. She pushed Dandelion for information on Siri under the pretense of being worried for her safety, though Dijkstra considered this a hasty move. Yeah, they don't always agree. They're in cahoots, yeah. but they don't always agree about what to do or how to do it. She's she's definitely like a hasty is a good description for like her, though, because like she tends to like go towards the more extreme methods to get information um, or just like jumps into things and goes for like really dark. I mean, like she sees later on, she sees Siri getting attacked and immediately just gouges out a dude's eyeballs in her owl form. And it's like 
yeah yeah okay. we didn't have to go that severe all right yeah cool um yeah the, uh, dixtra is very methodical very he thinks through through things and he is even in the games he's portrayed as somebody who doesn't act without thinking mm-hmm. he's very intentional about everything where she's kind of the opposite of that she's kind of you know more just like in the moment makes decisions is quick to quick to react and sometimes that comes out in severe ways yeah uh later that night as an owl she followed dandelion back to wolfgang amadeus Goatbeard's house uh a friend of the bards where she found Geralt, dandelion and the medic shawnee i love that his name's wolfgang amadeus Goatbeard. yeah instead of mozart to go somewhere yeah right. it's just like wait <laughs> uh they get discuss Geralt's position of danger in Oxenfurt, and then when the topic of Ryan's came up, Shani revealed she had met him three days previous at the shop of a local merchant, Mirham, Mirman, Mirman, yeah, Mirman. Uh, the four went to the shop, and at the gate, Shani lured the man out so he would let down the drawbridge, and Geralt knocked him out. After Shani and Geralt attempted to persuade him, Philippa grew angry and turned to torture using a painful magic that led them to the location of an amulet that could summon Ryans. It's like, I mean, like she got impatient and tortured a dude. It's like, all right. Like, yeah. Like she wants the information when she wants it and (laughs) she will use whatever means to get that. Um, at dawn, after Geralt had found Ryans and incapacitated the four Michelet brothers, uh, Philippa found Tublanc Michelet lying dead on or laying dying on the ground. Uh, whispering words of comfort, she was able to deduce that Vilgeforts had recommended the brothers to Ryans, revealing the corruption in the Brotherhood. She mercilessly finished him off with a stiletto and ran after Geralt and Ryans. The two were fighting, and as Geralt went to stab Ryans, Philippa paralyzed the Witcher, allowing Ryans to escape through a portal. Mm. So this is some. This is the uh, inspiration for one of the scenes we see in the Witcher TV show, where Geralt's mm-hmm. fighting the Ryans and the the other guys that he basically tears apart. <laughs> he doesn't have a weapon to start out that, that fight, if I recall. And he yeah. tears them apart. But the other events here are very different in the way that plays out. Yeah, instead of like the Temple of Melithala, they're in like the streets of Oxenfurt. Um and like I mean like this the fight was cool obviously in the show. Like they did real nice. It was a cool fight scene or whatever. I still personally this is one of like uh like in the the book series this fight was one of my favorites and so like it was kind of like a oh this is cool but also kind of a letdown thing for the show because it's the way it was done was like so like i don't want to say terrifying but that was kind of the like the vibe of it was because Geralt like he was like you know hopped up on like witcher mutagens and stuff so he was like moving like like super fast like like all stealth so like there was just the moments like the michelette brothers like looking around and it was just like mm-hmm. and it was just like it was like a dart you know it was like garrett was a dart and then there was a dude like dead on the ground and it was just like right like, these like terrifying they had no like, chance just, yeah and it's like so it was like he yeah. was the monster stalking them 
mm-hmm. in a way like that yeah. kind of level of just different ability yeah um and Ryan's was able to hold his own like a little bit but like Geralt definitely would have won that if Philippa hadn't like intervened um but it became a bigger a bigger deal of like this isn't just about like this is about Vilgefortz as well you know mm-hmm. so right right and the corruption yeah. of the the brotherhood and mm-hmm. which leads to some other <clears throat> things that happen with the you know division between the mages and all of that so yeah. so what's the next big event uh, so the next big event is the coup on Thanet Isle. Um, on the last night of June, she traveled with Dijkstra to Thanet Isle for the Grand Mages Conclave. Um, of course, there was the ball portion. There was a lot of talks about politicking and whatnot. Um, she had multiple conversations with Geralt that night, like one with Yennefer and Geralt, and then one with uh, just Geralt. Mostly like rumors and stuff. Like... <laughs> Uh, so, uh, you know, it's how you expect all these like grand people at a ball to be just talking like mm-hmm. rumors and whatnot about everything's everyone. subtle and everything's, you know, like double entendre and like all of that and condescending. Like, right. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, in the early hours of the morning, Philippo rallied several of the Northern supporters and began to arrest those allied with Nilfgaard after they were all rounded up. Dijkstra and Kira brought a magically blinded Geralt to Philippa, who restored his eyesight and gave Dijkstra a list of traitors within Redania found in Vilgefortz's office. Which I just like to like a side note on this. It's just very interesting that like Geralt got blinded and she had to like restore his like eyesight or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we know what ends up like uh, it does like two different things because her eyes getting gouged out as games whereas this is books but i think they probably took inspiration this is a pretty pretty nice little narrative thing that carried on yeah uh, yeah I, I don't doubt that they they took inspiration from that stuff uh, mm-hmm. we've seen cdpr do that before in the writing so absolutely yeah. uh the traders were then led by radcliffe to garst Garstong uh, to face trial within the palace. Tissaia let out the Nilfgaardian traitors, and a fight broke out between both sides. Um, of course, at the same time, you know the Scoyatel are storming the castle and like murdering people. Um, after Philippa managed to flee the conflict, she polymorphed into an owl and found Siri being attacked by Artad Terranova and scratched his eyes out with her talents. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Geralt finished him off. Believing herself in debt to Geralt for the escape of Ryans, she allowed the two of them to flee without the council following and then fled Thaned herself. Um, it was also believed during this night that... Uh, she mentally took control of an elven assassin and used them to assassinate King Vitsimir the second. Yeah. So she's got all sorts of different motivation. And like, on the one hand, she's like, all right, I owe you for this, for the thing I did earlier. And so she's like honorable in that way. But yeah. on the other side, she's like assassinating Kings and, you know, plotting control of an, or at least a kingdom. Yeah. So I I thought it was interesting because I was like looking because like um specifically what I was finding is that there's nothing that actually like confirms that she did this. It's like, like implied. It seems highly it's, implied. Well, but- so she later takes like she later confesses like her like 
guilt for doing so. And then whenever Dijkstra like finds out and like he, he says too much, she sends assassins after him. So the evidence points that she did because she's trying right. to cover up, right? but it's still like nothing is actually confirmed that she did do it. Right. Which I think Why respond was, that way? Unless you were guilty like that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. So, because it also is, it is like a kind of a weird thing. I think uh, some like I was seeing a lot of like contested arguments because it just didn't make sense at the time uh, for her to do that. Like what she had to gain because it just like the idea was taking more control over Redania, but like it just threw Redania into chaos. Maybe it was just unintended consequences maybe. that maybe she thought that, they would have more control over the situation once. Yeah. Once it I was mean, done. they did get that council where her and Dietra were running things essentially. So I guess in a sense, yeah, but still yeah had some pretty negative side effects as well all right well that's that's most of the book stuff but we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about with the games and other things so we're going to do that after the break don't go anywhere we got to go thank our patrons so we'll be right back very well let us get this over with something has infested my vineyard Mm -hmm. great let me go prepare my something oil then All right, here we are in the middle of the show where we get to thank our patrons. Big shout out to all of our patrons. We don't have any new ones this week, but we do have our higher vampires, Ben of Tamaria and Jared M to shout out and to everyone else who supports the show. Thank you so very much. We really do appreciate it. And uh, also, if you if you want to help us out with a review on Apple Podcasts, we will read out five star reviews in the future. We don't have any new ones this week, but that's an also an awesome way to support the show. Plus, if you are listening on Spotify, you can rate the show on Spotify on your mobile app. And now you can answer questions on every episode about how was this episode? So it's basically like the comment system from YouTube. So there you go. Lots of different ways you can help us out if you are enjoying the show. And if we're helping you get through your workday or your commute, or just helping you enjoy the, the games or the books or any of that stuff more then we would appreciate even just a little bit of support. That would be amazing. All right, let's move on with the rest of the show. You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. They always that that part, that quote, we've heard that quote so many times now. It's onion. But like yep. Dan or Dandelion, it's Yaskier in, in, in that one because it's the TV show. Uh, Yaskier's response of like, right, yeah. it's it's, it's so good um all right so let's talk about the let's talk about the video games because the video games technically take place after the events of the books Mm -hmm. uh so uh in the first witcher game um we don't ever actually see her like meet her face to face um though of course she comes up in conversation here and there she's kind of a significant influential figure um it is also speculated that either she or Kira Metz was speaking with Triss Marigold through the latter's magic mirror at the beginning of chapter three. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, the sorceresses throughout the game series all are in communication with each other and there's there, there's things that are going on. So, <clears throat> yeah, the that magic mirrors or the little like, like telescope conference things that they do or whatever yeah. in the Witcher 3. <laughs> They're Zoom calls. We'll just call yeah. them Zoom calls. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and that's it for just the first game. Um, the Witcher 2 uh, is significantly more of a presence. Um, 
Philippa Eilhart maintained quarters in the dwarven town of Bergen, which she used to share with her lover and apprentice, a leashed sorceress, Cynthia, as well as a house in Loch Muin. Geralt first had an encounter with her at the end of chapter one using Scylla's Siles Megascope while investigating the disappearance of Triss Marigold if he aided Ireveth before the fight with Letho. So, so this is Megascope. one of those. That's what it was. It's a yeah. telescope. I was, I was yeah. like, there was a scope in it. I got it. It was close. <clears throat> right. Right. So. And this is one of those instances you could have missed out on if you chose a different option because the game diverges like in the middle of the game is basically one of two options and it goes one way or the other and then it kind of comes back around to the end point. Uh, so you could totally miss out on sections of The Witcher 2. She does have a, a journal entry in The Witcher 2. Uh, this was hardly the first time Geralt and I encountered Philip Eilhart, jewel of the court at Tredegor and once the trusted sorceress of King Vitsimir II. Philippa was one of the most talented mages of those times. Only a handful ever mastered the art of polymorphy. Her intellect and the influence she held at the Redanian court were not to be underestimated. Proud, independent, and extremely beautiful, as graceful in a fanciful yet elegant dress as in a man's traveling outfit, she was beyond any doubt one of the most attractive women I have ever known. This is, of course, coming from the words of dandelion dandelion uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> yet i would not count philippa among the most pleasant of females despite her indisputable though chilly charm her gaze alone was enough to make the most confident men shudder and the mere thought of spending a night with her would make their flesh creep <laughs> oh, she's <man>. terrifying <laughs> uh at the time philippa eilhart was staying in the town of virgin as part of saskia the dragon slayer's inner circle her motives remained unclear, to say the least. The former court magician had never been known for her altruism. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> yeah. However, one cannot deny that without her help, Geralt would not have found his way through the magical mist. Philippa rendered him an invaluable service at that time. Her qualifications in the areas of curses, magic, and supernatural phenomena were undeniable. If there was anyone to help the Witcher in this regard back then, it was certainly Miss Eilhart. Still, I was extremely glad that it was Geralt, and not I, who was forced to speak with the Tredegor magician. <laughs> it was Philippa who gave the Witcher the list of ingredients for the antidote for the poison plaguing Saskia. The knowledge of recipes, ingredients, and their specific properties is always extremely helpful in learning magical arcana, and few could equal Alhart in that regard. Philippa tricked everyone, not only casting a charm on Saskia under the guise of aid, but also using Geralt's and Ireveth in her machinations. On the other hand, it was inevitable. On the other hand, it left a bitter, or sorry, on one hand, it was inevitable. On the other hand, it left a bitter aftertaste, giving rise to the thought that sorceresses misdeeds are responsible for the widespread mistrust, mistrust towards their profession and perhaps even towards the female gender. Dun dun. Eilhart abducted Saskia and left for Loch Muin. Back then, we did not know what she was planning. Uh, and then uh, if the Kaidwini win the siege of Vergin, so, you know, something you have a choice and in, in man manipulating, uh, fleeing the victorious Hinsult, Philip Eilhart moved with 
Sile and Saskia to Loch Muin, where a summit of sorcerers, sorcerers and crown heads was to take place. If Philippa Eilhart had counted on her troubles coming to an end in Loch Muin, she miscalculated. She was arrested by the Redanians just after arriving and placed in a dungeon where she awaited the king's judgment. In retribution for certain past events of the past, and not to mention her recent activities, the sorceress was brutally blinded during an initial interrogation. Death seemed an increasingly likely prospect, and it seemed only a miracle could save her. So that's when the blinding happens. Yep. Yeah. Um, or uh, if Geralt chooses to help Philippa instead of saving Triss, Geralt had no desire to help a magician who repaid his trust with treason, but Philippa's arguments were justified. Only she could lift the spell from Saskia, and thus the Witcher was forced to trust her words once more. One might have thought that a blind, exhausted sorceress would have no hope of fleeing, yet she seized a moment in her in which both her guardians were distracted and deceived them. Philippa Eilhart risked it all on one gambit and transformed into an owl, fleeing Loch Muin. Given the presence of the vengeful Ireveth, one might say that fear gave wings to her escape plan. You know, it raises the question of can she see when she polymorphs into an owl? Do the eyes get replaced in the owl form and then she can see again? So it's like, it's, I mean, that's like a, that's like a common thing for like, uh, like playing like tabletops and stuff or whatever. I mean, even I dealt with that. I've played a blind character in a game before mm-hmm. and like, uh, like according to like, so the, the, the ST's ruling it like whenever I changed into an animal, I like got use of my vision mech yeah because like your um, whole form changes like your mm-hmm. whole body changes and in the the new body the eyes work so you would be able to see until you transform back to your regular self yeah i don't it's an interesting I don't question know. yeah i yeah. can't remember does she turn into an owl in the witcher 3 at all i think so i think she's still see i think she's still see close enough look I mean, even if you could see the eyes, you wouldn't know necessarily if, if the eyes have the ability to see, right? Well, the thing is, because like, if you're like, because you assume that it wouldn't like, she wouldn't regrow blind eyes because she doesn't like, they were just gouged out. She just doesn't have eyes. Right. Like, they're empty sockets. Right. But in so a polymorph, like, it's not like she has feathers and the feathers change size into an owl size feathers. She doesn't have feathers. So like every part of the owl is new her body yeah. well, completely like, you would assume that if the eyes the eyes either wouldn't grow back at all and mm-hmm. remain empty sockets or they would grow back and have the ability to see right so if there's right. eyeballs in the owl i assume she can see also that would be if she couldn't that would really suck because isn't like an owl's like best sense vision so yeah birds in general rely on eyesight a lot yeah yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean i guess if even if you can't see you could at least flutter away and and you know, at least go somewhere in order to escape and then figure you it can out. Fly and you can like just use like, your sense of orientation to like be like, this is up. So I just fly up. I would assume so. Yeah. For people to hit me. I would assume so. so. Yeah. And then just very carefully land somehow. Um, yeah, somehow. Weird. Yeah. So that's not the end of her story for the games. She's in The Witcher 3. Mm hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, in the Witcher three, um, she has a journal entry, but it's going to be most of the same information. So, uh, we're, I'm going to skip that for this one. Uh, Philippa reappeared having survived Loch Muin. She fled to a hideout in Southern Redania. 
In the quest Return to Crookback Bog, Geralt found a doll with obvious signs of black magic performed by the crones used to control the person this doll represents. The feathers on this doll immediately reminded Geralt of Philippa, but there was no definitive proof that the doll, in fact, represented her. Hmm. She contacted Margarita uh, Loantile, explaining her plan to regrow her eyes by cultivating tissues on precious stones, just as Vilgefortz did, and to revive the lodge. She Then she went to Novigrad to seek help from her former lover, the sorcerer Arthur de Vlister. Having humiliated him in the past, de Vlister convinced her she'd be safer in her owl form and then attached a dimeridium band around her ankle. Following de Vlister's execution during the witch hunts, Philippa fell into possession of Zoltan Shive, who affectionately named her Poppy. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Now, when she had the, the uh, band around her ankle, she couldn't then transform out of owl form. Uh, the dime, the, the band prevents them from using magic and right. it's, I think it's just a form of magic. Like, right. but that's that, when she so, was stuck as an owl. Am I, yeah. am I remembering yeah. that correctly? So she couldn't, yeah. cause she couldn't use the magic to polymorph herself back into human. Right. So she was just stuck there. Right. Uh, until, uh, uh, he later lost her to Sigmund and Dijkstra who made the mistake of removing her dimeridium band. <laughs> she returned to human form and attacked <laughs> Nice. Good job, Siggy. Which, like, I'm also like, hmm, like, does she change the image of her owl or is it the same owl? It's like, in yeah. the show, we see the same owl. I mean, I if, think we see the same owl in the game. Like, would if, you not recognize uh, the owl and right. be like, you would be like, all right, and it's an owl with a band around it to keep it from casting magic. I wonder who this could possibly Sigismund be. D yeah, I was also like, he knows what Dimeridium is. He like would right. be like, okay, like, yeah. I don't know. He wants to punish you. I figure like the best thing would be like, yeah, you can just be my pet owl forever. <laughs> like, but uh, he took the band off and it was like, come on, man. Uh, <laughs> what did you expect, buddy? Yeah. Uh, only Geralt's intervention put an end to a rampage. Philippa was then recruited to help stop the wild hunt in exchange for amnesty from Emperor Emir Var Imris. After Margarita was rescued from Oxenfurt, she and Philippa met with Siri to offer her equal partnership in the lodge, to which she declined. Mm. If Geralt chooses to participate in the conspiracy to assassinate Radovid, uh, Philippa spied on a meeting between Geralt, Dijkstra, Roach, Vess, and Thaler in her owl form. Subsequently, she changed to human form and spoke with Geralt when he left the meeting, telling him that Radovid won't take his word and he had had and he had her captive and provided him Vitsimir's ring to legitimize his story. Following the deaths of Radovid's escort by Geralt and the Temerians, Radovid banged on a nearby door only to find Philippa waiting for him. She blinded him with magic dust as payback for taking her own eyes before stabbing him in the back, killing him, after which she polymorphed into an owl and disappeared. And it's a very handy skill. Yeah. It's, I mean, so you like flying is such a useful thing. Yeah. Did like, you, did you see the Dungeons and Dragons movie? I went and saw it no, this weekend. Yeah. There's a, there's a druid who polymorphs and yeah. it ends up of course very useful. Uh, but yeah, man, polymorphing. It's definitely I mean, one of those things you should learn if you're a mage, like work on yeah. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Philippa later 
assisted Geralt in seeking out the Sunstone to help in their plan to lure out the Wild Hunt. While searching through the Skellige Caves, Philippa criticized Geralt for having an overprotective attitude towards Ciri, stating that the Lodge were not a pack of wolves he could scare away with his sword, to which the Witcher insisted that he could because they were. <laughs> He's like, no, that's exactly what you are. Yep. <laughs> it's a pack. <laughs> You're a bunch of sorceresses who are looking for every advantage in any situation you could possibly take. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like he would know. He's a <laughs> right. wolf witcher. He knows the wolves. Once they found the sunstone, Geralt assumed that she would take the artifact for herself, but Philippa insisted that that was not the case. She then revealed her intentions to take Yennefer's place at Amir's court and become Ciri's advisor, and hoped Geralt would take Yennefer with him and leave everything to her. <laughs> you two just go off and have your honeymoon or whatever, and I'll I'll take mm -hmm. care of Ciri. Don't worry. Oof. Yeah. So that, I mean, she's a cool character. Like that's, that's the sum of all of the events. And well, I mean, well, you have this other thing here, the Witcher battle arena. What is this? Yeah. So this is like a long defunct game at this point, uh -huh. but, uh, uh she was a playable hero in the MOBA or the Witcher Battle Arena. Oh man, remember um, when everybody was making MOBAs because like League of Legends and Dota 2 exploded? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh there was like, I mean, there's a whole bunch of things about like her abilities and like skins you can get, but this is not really important. It was just the fact that she's a playable character in this one. Yeah. That's game cool. That That's cool. I mean, she's a cool playable character. Powerful sorceress. So yeah, yeah, so that's that's it. Um, that's everything we've got about Philippa. And uh, also, I uh, point out a comment. Um, let's not in chat says uh, you meet her as an Alan Witcher three, but she's wearing that Falconer's blind thing. So like little seems like she's still. Uh, I think she's still blind. Probably it's just kind of like a oh, I have this thing that makes it you know, kind of would show that I guess. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. So yeah. Yeah, interesting character, uh, well-written. I mean, we, as with all of these characters, we like the way they're written. <laughs> but um, the fact that she is, like, she's quick to react, she's very powerful, she's very dangerous, but at the same time, she's also very helpful when things align, like many of these powerful mages. If, if their goals align with Geralt's, then often they'll work together. But it, mm -hmm. but then their paths don't always stay together. You just you just can't trust her. Yeah, like you can work with her, but I expect her to stab you in the back, either uh, metaphorically or actually. Yeah, or <laughs> gouge your eyes out. Yeah. So so there you go. Yeah, don't be blind in your trust with her. Yeah. So okay. So if we're going to project into the next season of The Witcher what is her role do you think that she is i'm just trying because we haven't seen her much until now she's been flying around as as an owl and some very specific scenes do you think it's as simple as she wants to get at siri just like everyone else does wah, wah, wah. or do you think there's a little bit more to it <clears throat> like is she working with dijkstra and so now there's like this like undercurrent of political stuff and them trying to take control or we going to see some of that um i think i mean 
obviously there is that goal because now it's like an underlying thing because they had the whole like council meeting at the end of the season with um like all of the kings and Tesea, um kings and queens and Tesea, um talking about like we're getting Siri essentially and i'm sure that uh king is gonna relay that information to uh Dijkstra and have him out there looking because you know he's the spy master and one of his tools in the certain like but we learned from this season is Philippa like he uses her as like communication as spying mm-hmm. like getting all this information so um I think definitely like that but uh, I mean she's definitely going to have ulterior motives as well because like that's what we or I'd hope so if she doesn't then like that's just like like that's not her character you just you just betrayed the entire like idea of the character right but like right like she that, that's like her thing is like you know like she will work towards these goals but she's always going to have a side thing right. um and then we'll end up switching that and, and hopefully i mean hopefully we still get the lodge of sorceresses so she's obviously going to play a big part in that because she's kind of the one that brings everyone together for it yeah you know she facilitates facilitates the lodge of sorceresses so that'll be an important thing i don't know if that'll be a this season thing if we'll ever get it because this season i don't know if it'll just be the end of it who knows um yeah so yeah um yeah i I hope we see like an assassination i hope we see like this uh oh like yeah things are going you know i think like i feel like they have to have like these big events even if they change a whole lot like the coup on thana it's such a big thing i feel like they have to have it i don't know if that'll be a season three thing though considering Mm. where we're at in like the books right like because i mean we got i mean we got the first three Mm. done essentially and i think the coup on thana happens like this towards the sixth whichever one the tower of the yeah but they're gonna i feel like at this point they're just gonna jump like they're really just going to cherry pick some of the key moments and move them around in ways that just i mean that's what they did in the last season Mm -hmm. they just kind of pick some moments and move them around and where it made sense for the story they were trying to tell (laughs) and then everything else was just made up and so i think we're going to see more of that i think we're going to see like well we got this character and there's a coup so might as well just do that part in order to raise the tension or you know then we got to do the political thing so let's put this over here or or everybody know now knows who siri is so now they're all going to come after her so let's just speed ahead to that part (laughs) or whatever nice i mean i because like uh, she's personally one of my more like favorite like secondary characters in the whole series just because how like very like interesting she is but i so i'm hoping that they just do her justice um in the portrayal because we like we already know the deekster is kind of weird like i think yeah. they came like a like crazy vibe going on which is like okay like so i don't know what like side like creative liberties they're gonna take with philippa and i'm just hoping that it's nothing like horrible so or something that makes her seem like a character that she's really not yeah yeah i'm i'm concerned that they're gonna make her like somebody who's like under dijkstra's thumb and not Mm -hmm. and not somebody who is a peer or is actually like actually more equipped and more informed than he is 
like that I, I think that that could be a cool that dynamic but to have just like oh this is the sorcerer who, sorceress who was working for Dijkstra eh, like they could make it super lame <laughs> if they go that direction mm-hmm. yeah so uh yep yep so all right well well i guess we'll find out we'll have to just wait and see but uh that's it for for philippa eilhart and uh toasty what do you think we're gonna do for the rest of uh this month where do you think we'll go next got a Uh, best year coming up for april it's april already that's crazy uh we've got we've got a few other characters and you know what when we were going through this and um you mentioned the crones the crones Mm -hmm. in the witcher 3 are some of the most interesting characters in the entire game in my opinion i mean everybody can have their own opinions but the crones are like mysterious and dark and the way that storyline plays out there's really not a good answer like everything's bad and Mm -hmm. it's just dark and they are messed up Mm, and they have some of those banger music in the whole series (laughs) i I love the crone song it's so good uh yeah yeah Uh, yeah i mean like i mean that's like a it's like a pseudo bestiary episode kind of kind of yeah characters slash monster monsters but also like characters and like right so yeah it would be be interesting to dig into that because i don't know exactly how much information we have about their background because as far as i know they only show up in the witcher 3 there's no precedent for them unless you're aware of something that I'm not. Uh, I don't believe so. I believe that's a Witcher three specifically. Right. Um, so but they're good. Uh, they're ancient. I mean, they're bad. They're evil, but they're good characters. And there, there's a bunch of ancient something going mm-hmm. on there. So yeah. pretty cool. So uh, I I still want to talk about Vitsimir is not really all that important, despite like him being around for a good chunk of stuff. We kind of know everything he does. So, uh-huh. but there's still obviously a lot to talk about with King Radovid, mm-hmm. um, because you know he does a lot of stuff <laughs> um, in like the, the you know the games and whatnot. Um, and then uh, I was uh, I we had gotten requested that we do either like water hags or foglets for our next bestiary episode so uh, yeah plans for the month so radovid's probably going to be like a chunk so a chunk Mm -hmm. sounds good all right that's awesome what other stuff you have going on before we head out um uh still doing the cyberpunk lore cast with genesis um it's just taking a tour over there talking about different parts of the cyberpunk world uh that we did you know people don't talk about as often we were on japan just recently so uh big big name in the cyberpunk universe yeah all the different also, locations and yeah for sure mm-hmm. uh, uh i also do the uh, cyberpunk uh red live play podcast cyberpunk cyberpunk apostrophe d um with the fumbling for an almighty crit gang there you go yeah go check that stuff out also uh, you can find those shows at robotsradio.net and all the other shows that i do which include things like the lord of the rings lore cast and the elder scrolls lore cast i'm going to vegas for the eso event uh, next week but we're going to have a regular episode because it's before i i leave for the trip so that'll be fun and uh thanks for tuning in chat thank you for being here 
we're going to head out. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, stay safe on the path. I'll see you later. Thanks for tuning in to the Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.